0: So I'm about to start doing a uh, video series um, called Answering Calvinism and so I, I want to talk about before I start that why this is important to me, why I think it's an, uh, an important thing to talk about. This is obviously a controversial subject and so when I do talk about this stuff I don't do it to be offensive or to attack or to um, accuse of heresy or anything like that. Um, I simply want to offer out a perspective that I've come to uh, with the scriptures, with the Bible, um, and and offer what, what I feel the Lord has shown me and taught me in the scriptures uh, that I think is very different than how Calvinism and Reformed theology would um, interpret the scriptures. And so um, I think, you know— this is important to me because I've uh, not only struggled with uh, in the past when 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 you know I didn't know how to interpret uh, scriptures like Romans 9 I didn't know what to do with them and um, and so I simply accepted sort of the uh, the deterministic view of God's sovereignty that he simply chooses who will be saved and who will uh, Endure, you know, eternal wrath, and he simply created people for that purpose, either for salvation or wrath. And so that concept, you know, was difficult for me to swallow and accept. But, but you know, mostly I didn't really know what else to do with Romans nine. And so in the back of my mind, I kind of almost just accepted that, but was pretty troubled by it. I didn't know how to um, how to uh, mix that and and connect that with the loving God who, who had, I, I had always known. And then, you know, when I started to see these concepts, like in Romans nine, I didn't know what to do with them. And so they troubled me. And so I know that not only me, but I've, I've encountered people, you know, I, I remember a situation where I was, um, helping a, a girl who who had been struggling with, with some stuff. She had been, uh, you know, her and her husband were having a difficult time and, and she was uh, just really enduring a lot of temptation and struggling in her relationship with the Lord and struggling with with sin and different stuff. And I remember having a conversation, me and my wife had sat down with her to try to encourage her about stuff. And one of the key thoughts that you could see was coming out of her that was, was trying to get itself ingrained in her head was this deterministic idea of God that that uh, I think she actually brought up Romans nine and said you know maybe I'm just determined or or God just chose me as one who who can't repent who can't be saved and and uh, God is just sovereignly over that he's he you know it's just this fatalistic view where where uh, my destiny is destruction I can't do anything about that so I might as well just uh, you know, live that way. And, and I've read about different stories, too, where people have this, this concept of God that, that really can be damaging. It can be uh, greatly discouraging, cause a lot of confusion. And, and so ultimately, wrong theology will distort our view of God Um, I think theology and doctrine is all about understanding God, his character, his nature. And so if we miss it, if we miss the mark in theology, we're going to miss God's character and nature, and it's going to become distorted, even if that's a slight distortion. And it's my conviction that that is ultimately what happens in Reformed theology and through the teaching of Calvinism. And so that's why this is important to me. And I don't say this to attack Calvinists or, or to accuse them of, uh, heresy or anything like that. I, that's, that's not my point. My point is to lovingly offer another response, uh, 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 a response to the teachings that are so prominently put forth. The most popular teachers today are Reformed teachers, you know, as far as as I can tell um, mo- Most of the most popular teachers you think of people like John Piper, John MacArthur um, And so many others um, that are, you know, what they put forth their view of the scripture that they put forth to the the Christian world is Calvinism and that's their idea of God's sovereignty and I believe that there's a better understanding of God's sovereignty than what Calvinism puts forth. There's a better understanding of what predestination and election are these concepts in the Bible. There's better interpretations of scriptures like Romans 9 um, that that uh, don't ultimately give us a view of God that is, uh, you know, really more discouraging and and just uh, can send people into situations like this girl I talked about where she just kind of wanted, you know, it's like, why not just accept that I've been created for the purpose of being a sinner? Uh, I'm, I'm a pharaoh who's been hardened and I can do nothing about that, so I might as well just accept that, embrace it, and live that way and, and indulge in sin and whatnot. I want to say again that, that I don't talk about this because I hate Calvinists, or or I, I'm wanting to pick on individuals or, or attack certain people or anything like that. I, I want to make clear, like, I, I, I hold Calvinists as brothers, and and, uh, you know, you could ask my wife that the, the people I listen to, the teachers that I listen to, most of them are actually Reformed. You know, there's people like John Piper who I just, I love. I love his stuff. I love listening to him, and I'll regularly uh, go to Desiring God and, and check out their resources. Um, and there's other people. You know, John MacArthur, I love so much of his teaching, and I, he has so much good, uh, solid biblical teaching and um, has blessed so many, I think, in his ministry. But I think like all of us, like James says, in James, he says about teachers, he says we all stumble in many points, and so it's possible for people like John MacArthur and John Piper, as as wise as they are, as uh, sincere as they are, to to miss the mark in certain ways and to get it wrong sometimes, and as drastic of a mistake as as it is that they're off on the issue of, of uh, sovereignty, because that's such huge parts of their ministry and their teaching. Um, I believe, uh, nevertheless, that that is the case. And so what I want to do with this series is just uh, uh, re- give a reply, give a reply to um, some of these uh, ideas that come out of reform theology because again, I think the most popular teachers what is being put forth to the Christian masses, if you will the 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 people with the loudest voice uh, today are those who are teaching Reformed theology and Calvinism so again the the teachers with I think the loudest voice today uh, the most popular the ones who are who are uh, putting forth teachings to the most people um, are, um, so I think some of the most popular teachers, some of the most prominent teachers, again, those with the, the uh, loudest uh, voice today um, among Christians are those who are putting forth a reformed or Calvinistic uh idea of God's sovereignty in a uh, reformed or calvinistic interpretation of the scriptures. And so again, I, my conviction is that the uh, C- calvinistic interpretations are incorrect and they're they're uh, misinformed. They're they're sincere, but they are um, misguided. And I think they've missed the mark. And, and again, so I think ultimately with incorrect doctrine, we get incorrect perceptions of God's nature and character. And so it's important that um, I think there are replies put out there um, about these kind of things, and so I want to encourage people that might be discouraged like I was, and like uh, that this girl that I had mentioned earlier, um, who, who can hold certain theologies, who can hold certain theologies and ideas in their minds, and it really just, crushes them and crushes their faith and, and causes so much weight and discouragement that really it's a snare. It can become a snare of the devil that he uses to hinder our walk with God and uh, keep us in darkness and confusion. Another big reason why I want to, to do this series is because in 2 Timothy 2.15, and multiple times Paul will tell Timothy things like this. He says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And so when we wrongly handle the word of truth, we wrongly uh, handle theology, Um, what it will result in, again, is a, a wrong skewed view of God and his nature and character, which ultimately will result in a lack of growth and maturity in our Christian walk. Our view of God is everything in our Christian walk. The way we perceive him, what we think about him, um, if if we have wrong views of God, it's going to hinder us greatly from keeping the first commandment of loving Him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. If if our view of God is is causing fear and discouragement and and whatnot, or, or simply if it's just simply misguided, if it's wrong, then 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 in some way you know it's going to hinder our walk. And like Paul says here, it's going to be a source, I think, of a need to be ashamed in some form before God that uh, f- for the way we had these views that caused us to walk before Him in an inappropriate way. Um, and so rightly handling the Word of God is everything. It, it's so important. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm not... Uh, deluded and thinking that I've got everything figured out, and I know uh, everything, and, and I'm absolutely right on every issue, and, and I've got the whole Bible and all theology figured out. I, Under no delusion that that's the case. And I know, like James says, that when he says we all stumble in many points, I am certain that that, uh, that applies to me as well, that I'm not, um, I'm not above that and, and so I acknowledge that what I, again, what I want to do within the series is just offer up the understanding that I feel like I've come to. And, and, uh, and, you know, if there's things that I don't feel like I have a great grasp on, you know, I, I, I'm willing to admit that and I'm willing to listen to re- replies to the things that I might say. And, uh, but I do just simply want to offer out to those who might be struggling with this, to those who are looking into this issue, offer out a, 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 a what I believe is a... Um, a way to rightly handle um, scriptures like Romans 9 and, and other places where the Calvinists would would take it a completely different direction, then I feel like they need to go with it. Um, and then Ephesians 4.11, kind of going with that, um, it says, Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. And become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So the key word here is that I want to point out is the word knowledge. He says that maturity, growth, reaching the fullness of Christ as believers—that's the goal. That's the road we're all on. Is that God is sanctifying us? He's he's bringing us through trials and he's bringing us through uh, refinement, and he's he's uh, bringing pastors and teachers and uh, people doing uh, works of service in our life. But those who he's gifted, that's what the body of Christ is for. The ultimate purpose is that we would all reach a unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. And so again, our knowledge of Jesus is everything. Our knowledge of Jesus is directly correlated to whether or not we attain the fullness of Christ. It's directly correlated to uh, whether or not we reach maturity in Christ. And so wrong views of God Wrong, wrong doctrine, uh, wrongly handling the word of truth, will result, I believe, in a uh, a lack of maturity and growth. Um, it'll hinder us from uh, from reaching that that fullness of Christ. So another reason I believe that's important. And then lastly, uh, what I think has been the most uh, uh, driving thing, I guess, in my heart to make me want to speak out on this issue uh, would would relate to John 539. And in John 539, it says, uh, Jesus is talking to, uh, I can't remember exactly if if it's the Jews, just a group of Jews, or if it's the Pharisees. I think it's the Pharisees. But he says, you study the scriptures diligently, uh, because you think that in them, you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. So it's possible for us too, as believers, it's possible to search the scriptures diligently, um, but to miss Jesus. And Jesus says that the scriptures are testifying about Him. And uh, I know that you know my Reformed brothers and and Calvinist brothers would agree with that and preach on this. But it, but it's possible that we can you know in places like Romans nine that we can miss Jesus. And I I feel like you know one of the first things I want to uh, deal with is uh, Romans 9. And I feel like this verse absolutely applies to what, is, what happens within Calvinism, um, is that uh, it, it misses Jesus. I think Calvinism comes away from Romans 9, and the ultimate thing, the, the main point that, that it thinks that Paul is getting at is God's sovereignty uh, when uh, to do to, to select individuals for for salvation or wrath. when I believe the main point of Paul, which is always his point, which is his point through the entire book of Romans and, and what he's always getting at in, in Romans, is to preach the gospel of Jesus by faith. Paul's point in Romans is to show God's sovereign choosing of faith over works. And so um, so I believe that's that's an example of how we can we can miss, the preeminence of Christ in places like Romans 9 and end up with what I believe is an inaccurate theology, uh, which is Calvinism. And so so again, my point is not to attack individuals or to uh, attack anybody or to be um, accusatory or anything like that. I simply want to offer out a, uh, a reply. and. Not so much even you know attacking individuals, but but I guess attacking and replying to Calvinism itself. And so yeah, I, I just want to talk a little bit about why this is important to me and, and those are just a few of the reasons why I want to do this video series of uh, you know answering Calvinism and and I'm hoping to um, that this will be Christ a Christ-centered thing that, that will encourage people and help people, Um, as they're searching into these issues and again i don't claim to have a full understanding of all this i know there's a lot of things uh, that i have yet to learn but i want to offer out a perspective that i've come to ideas that um, i've reached and show you some of the things that god has shown me in in the scripture and hopefully it'll be a blessing to you and an encouragement to you and ultimately um, help you in your your walk of of reaching that fullness of christ and maturity in him (laughs)